0: Okay, Beth, let's talk about communication. Communication, communication, communication. (laughs) One thing, the word communication always reminds me of when we all work together in family business. One thing our dad told us all the time was communication is paramount. It is like the number one thing in business for a business to be successful. And I think that goes for everything in life. Relationships, work. Everything Communication is key. Well, anything. You have to have a relationship in business. You have to have a relationship right. with clients, with coworkers, with employees. You know, communication is everything in a relationship of any type to me. Right. I agree. I agree. Well, and bad communication can wreck a relationship faster than just about anything. Absolutely. It has to be a two-way street where... You're giving and taking information, and you're coming to a conclusion, or you're fixing a problem, or you're making that person understand what you're trying to get them to understand, and they are doing the same to you. Yeah, it's got to be something that is beneficial that solves a problem, or that where you explain to someone how you feel, and they explain to you, and you know, people say effective communication versus non-effective communication. We can talk all day to people, right? But that doesn't really mean we're communicating. And one of the things that I think is overlooked a lot is listening. Listening is such a huge part of communication. I agree, a hundred percent. It is huge because if it, if there's only if it's a one-sided conversation it's really not a conversation you know conversation is a two-way street and if only one person is talking the entire time and they're not listening then you're really not communicating you're it's a lecture you're yeah i was gonna say you're only listening to that one person's Mm -hmm. point of view and that one person's opinion like i was in a little bit of an argument a little while back with somebody and I interrupted them. I don't don't suggest you interrupt people all the time. I know I was frustrated when I did it, but they said, are you gonna let me talk? And I was so frustrated and I said, no, I'm not. I listen to you talk all the time. It's my turn to talk. I'm not saying that's the way to handle something, but if one person expects to be heard all the time, but they don't really sit and hear other people, it can be very frustrating for that person. And make them feel deflated and like they're never going to be able to come to you and communicate because you're always going to be the one doing the talking. Well, that is an example of non-effective communication. Mm-hmm. That is a great example because it's completely ineffective. Like I said, it's like a lecture. If one person is doing all of the talking and all of the blah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not communication. So... Well, like this this podcast, these episodes, think about mm-hmm. this. If it was just one person talking all the time, why do you even need two hosts? You know what I mean? Right. You're not getting any other perspective or any no. other point of view. No. So that's a great example. It has to be two people with two different opinions communicating back and forth. Well, and I think what you just said about being an active listener, I mean, that is huge because... In order to understand another person, the, the way that we communicate is by talking, or that's one of the main ways that we communicate mm-hmm. is by talking in verbal communication. And if you're not taking the time to listen to the other person who's talking to you or trying to explain how they feel about a situation, you're never going to get anywhere. You're not going to grow either no. because, I mean, think about this. If I never open my mind up to other people's opinions and other what peop- other people have to say— First of all, I'm probably always going to think I'm right and what I have to say is the most important. But that's how we grow. That's how we educate ourselves is by listening in a multitude of ways. But that's how we learn from each other. Right. And to educate yourself on how to communicate is really important because I Mm -hmm. think a lot of people, you know, a lot of people get set in their own ways and they've been used to communicating a certain way their whole life and maybe they've been a really bad or really poor communicator and they just haven't realized it so you need to take time to learn how to be a good communicator right and sometimes I think people feel like if they talk a lot they're a communicator that is not how I feel about it no you can talk an abundance <laughs> and never say anything, really. Yes. So, yes, educating yourself on the right ways to communicate. Or, how about this? How about educating yourself if you really have a topic that you want to discuss with someone? Educating yourself on that topic. Don't just come into a conversation assuming that you're right about everything. Maybe put a little bit of effort into researching something about the point that you would like to make. Whether, I mean, that this is huge. You talked about business in the beginning. This is huge in business. Come to the table and offer something and be educated about a subject that you're talking right. about rather than just talking to talk, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, because then it's not all based on your own feelings and opinions. <laughs> no. You know, and let's be real. We, we all have our own feelings and our own opinions, but that doesn't mean they're right. So... I think that's really a good point is take time to educate yourself on what it is, the point you're trying to make. Or if you're um, trying to convey a certain thing to someone or open their eyes to a certain situation, you know, I I like that. Do a little research and have a little bit of information other than just your own thoughts and feelings on on a subject. Yeah, right. And I mean... Trying to really, this is really hard. And I know in my younger days, I uh, thought more about how I was going to respond so, how, when someone else was talking. That goes back to being an active listener. Really listen to what they're saying and absorb it because you might be like, oh, okay. And really try to understand where that person is coming from. Like, so often, I think, especially in a situation with a spouse or in business where you're trying to prove a point, you come into a conversation trying to prove that you're right and you're Mm -hmm. the best one. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, and that's not what real good effective communication is about. Mm -mm. No, it's not. It's not about who's right or wrong or who's better or who's worse. It's really about a lot of times it's about solving a problem or an issue or just understanding having a mutual understanding of each other well in verbal we're talking about verbal communication but you can learn a lot while you're listening by nonverbal communication Ooh, I so agree. what I learned to do to help me be a better listener and to focus more on what that person was saying is Listen to like a, the tone of their voice when they're talking. Is it really elevated? Are they really upset about this and feeling really passionate about it? Look at their body language and their face expressions, because they may be saying one thing and conveying something totally different through their face expressions and their body language, True. and really paying attention to nonverbal communication while someone is communicating is very important. Well, I think also this is where like asking questions comes in, because... If someone is portraying something to you or they're trying to explain something to you or tell you how they feel, I think it's important to say, if you're not completely understanding Mm -hmm. what they're trying to portray to you, just ask them, wait a minute, how how do you feel about this? Are you telling me this? Mm -hmm. Like, I want to make sure we're clear. I want to understand what you're saying to me. Can you repeat that? Right. Right. Let me absorb this. Because, you know, my husband Steve always says something that I really like. He always says, you know, you can't help how you feel. Mm -hmm. And a person really can't. Mm -hmm. You you know, you really can't help how you feel about a situation. So it's important, especially like you said, if somebody, if their body language is, maybe they're telling you something, but their body language is telling you something else. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're trying to be calm and keep it together, but really they're just fuming or they're really sad, you know, you know. They can't help how they feel, Mm -hmm. so try to alleviate some of that by, first of all, listening and trying to understand what they're saying, and then asking questions to make sure that you are understanding what they're trying to say to you. Mm -hmm. A good example of that the other day, it's just been a couple weeks ago, Nevada... I could tell by his body language and his face expression something was on his mind. Well, I know this man too. Like I, I know his I know his ways. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? So, um, and I asked two or three times, "Is everything okay? Is there something you want to talk about?" Well, his response, his verbal communication was, "No, it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine." Yeah. And eventually, when I got to the the bottom of it. I said to him, "Well, you're saying that, but your face expressions and your body language are sh- telling me something different. So I just want to make sure everything is okay." Well, he actually had a lot to get off his chest. When he did, he felt much better. We communicated about it, and things were better. But if I hadn't have been, if I hadn't been a listener in the sense that I was paying attention to his body language and not just the words he was saying. That probably would have built up, you know? It was just like a frustration he had. He needed to get it off his chest. And once it was done, everything was better. And he even said, I feel so much better. Yeah, I mean, that's a great example. Also, you know, you and Nevada are two different types of communicators. Yes. And we we joke because Nevada and I are a lot alike because we internalize a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And we'll tend to hold things in. And then a lot of times we'll let it build up right. before we vocalize it. I'm trying to do better with this, but but it's it's really good because you you are you'll just call something out or you'll just say how you feel and you want to talk about it and solve whatever it is and then move on. So I think it's really good to learn to do that as a person who is that who does internalize and who who has a hard time sometimes speaking up and saying. I think it's important to learn how to be the person who can recognize that and say, hey, you know, like you said, you say you're okay, but your face is telling me a <laughs> different story. Right, because if he asked me how I would feel, I'm a very different communicator. If something was wrong, I would be like, yeah, well, this is what's wrong, or this is right. how I feel, or this is what I'm feeling. I probably wouldn't say that I'm okay, Yeah, but he will internalize and say, no, I'm okay, and I... I have learned that about him to pay attention to his nonverbal communication because he is a more nonverbal person than than I am. And it helps you navigate. I feel like when you're very different, something that could be a really bad argument or a situation or a very bad misunderstanding, if you embrace how maybe you're different communicators... Mm -hmm. Them, that's okay. We yeah. don't all have to communicate the same way. I, I was just going to say, I think another another thing that goes along with educating yourself on communication is learning the different ways that people communicate because right. everybody does have kind of a different way. They're, we're all made up differently. And so learning to recognize so that when you're dealing with somebody who doesn't communicate the same way as you, we're learning how they do communicate mm-hmm. so that you can still have effective communication between the two of you right because you and i like you and nevada are so much alike and you and i have very good communication and you're an internalizer Mm -hmm. and i'm kind of an externalizer and we've learned that about each other Mm -hmm. and i thank you being my sister even him being so much like you when it comes to that has helped me deal with him because i know we're different in that way but it doesn't mean you can't have good communication right it just means you have to navigate that in different ways and show one another their respect to say, you do communicate this way and that's okay. It's not like me, but that's fine. Right. Exactly. Well, and and also I think just making sure that your communication is a two-way street. This kind of goes back to one person dominating the conversation. You need to make sure, again, to be effective and to make sure that that your your communication is, is getting to where it needs to get, you have to make sure that it's a two-way street. That you it's a give and take. You know, you and I have a conversation. I'm gonna tell you how I feel about something. You're gonna tell me how you feel about something. Or say we're arguing about something. I'm gonna tell you again, this is how I feel, or, you know, and you're gonna you're gonna express that back to me. Okay, we know how we feel now let's let's talk about how that we can solve whatever this issue is. The whole point of of communicating is for it to be effective. Yeah. I keep using the word yeah. effective, but it's so important. Well, the other day you and I were up in the office and we were discussing, we had two different totally two different viewpoints mm-hmm. on the things we should do with the business and like the direction we should head and we we said a lot to each other no that's not what i'm saying wait a minute yeah and we had to repeat ourselves to one mm-hmm. another and had that not been a two-way street that's where it's important to let a bit of silence hang there before you react mm-hmm. or on the end of what you're saying yeah. you were talking about it being a two-way street i think i don't remember if it was me or you but One of us spoke up and then said, wait, and there's a bit of silence. Yeah. What are you talking about? Are you saying this? And we had to make sure that we weren't saying the same thing, because if it's ineffective communication, sometimes you can be saying the same thing, but just (laughs) saying it in a different way. But if you don't ever let that other person talk or you don't pause in that silence, just absorb Mm and say, wait a minute. Yeah. And of course, we got to the same conclusion, a little back and forth. And, oh yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. Let's do it this way. Well, and again, I think it's something that goes along with that perfectly is is really learning to think about something before you react mm-hmm. to what somebody's mm-hmm. saying because it's really easy to react out of emotion or someone says something that doesn't sit exactly right with you. It's really easy just to come back and react before you think about it. So. This is a really powerful where you just said, let silence hang for a minute. Silence is a really powerful tool. Just and gives you a second to actually think and process what is being said so that you don't just because I've been guilty of this many times. Somebody would say something to me and it upset me and I react before I even think about it. And that's not then you're going to say things that hurt the other person or then it's going to escalate the situation. So just taking a minute to think about what you're going to say or letting letting your feelings settle for a minute before you say something. Right, that's very important, the letting your feelings settle. I think not coming into a situation with really heightened emotions. Yeah, I haven't had a ton of really productive conversations with really heightened emotions. Mm-mm. I have had some because sometimes it's necessary when you're in that passionate place or when you're feeling a certain way to talk about things. But if you're coming from a place of just total anger and frustration and you really haven't given yourself a chance to think about how to approach it, it's going to be less productive. And I always like to, you know, people say, let me sleep on it. If it's something where you are having a a disagreement Mm -hmm. or you're not seeing eye to eye and you know that, Sometimes it's fine to take a step back and wait and let your emotions get to a place where they're more calm and you're not going to be just spewing things out of anger and emotion and frustration. Right. Because it's really hard to get to a place of good communication unless you can remain calm and, like you were saying... Let let's sit and process. You, right. It's really hard to stay quiet and process if you're feeling really heightened with emotion. Well, and sometimes you just have to say, "Hey, I need a minute." Right. Hey, I need a minute. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm upset. I don't want to say anything that I'm going to regret later. Or, hey, I just need a minute to process this. You're going to have to like, I need to walk away. That I mean, that's okay. Sometimes oh. it's necessary, and I think very, it's the best it, thing it, sometimes. Yes. yes. You know, we're, we're talking about verbal communication right now, but I, I just, you know, this just made me think of text. Everybody texts now. You have emails. Mm-hmm. This is okay in those situations, too, because I've gotten emails before or texts that I took a certain way, and maybe they upset me. And I wanted to immediately respond, mm-hmm. but I thought, no, I'm not. Like you said, I'm gonna let my feelings settle for a minute because I don't want this to be an argument. I want this to be effective. Or I wanna think about if this is even worth responding to. Because a lot of times in those situations and even, even verbally as well, sometimes it's better just not to even respond. Sometimes it's better just to walk away from a situation or just not respond. It's a little bit harder when you're in a face-to-face conversation but right but we're in the days of text and emails and that's a great point because I got an email a little while back where I was just kind of being attacked it was just kind of like I think the whole email was just to attack me and yeah. blame me and an immediate trigger response would have been to address everything and rebut that right however I te- took a step back And after I got off the emotion of being attacked, because I think that's important. We'll probably say something about that later on, too. Let's stay away from attacking one another Right? if you're really trying to get through a difficult communication. So once I took a break. I think I had spent some time with like Nevada and Dax or whatever and kind of got out of that frame of mind. I realized I didn't even want to respond to 99% of the things that were said to me. I just responded in a very brief, very calm way because I realized that this was just an attack of my character. And at the end of the day, I said, I know who I am. I know what's right. Right. I know what's wrong. So I'm not even going to put my energy there. And I think that's something that we i'll do is we waste a lot of energy on what i, I called that very ineffective communication okay. it was just someone trying to get their point across to me but i think knowing when to put your energy into communicating yeah. and sometimes like you said before taking that step back before you respond really helps you have clarity um, what what if anything you even right. want to respond to with that person? So so what you just said reminds me of something. You're very aware of this. But you know, for the past I, I guess it's going on three years now, I've had a couple of people who have talked about bad communication. They have basically attacked me on social media through email. Oh yeah. Every sort of a way possible mm-hmm. and It has just been an ongoing thing where I've just been myself, my family, my kids, just attacked and just belittled. Well, I have not responded to one thing because where some of the things would anger me, Mm -hmm. I would take a deep breath and say, wait a minute, this is not worth my time because I like what you said, like I know myself, Mm -hmm. I know my kids, I know my You know the truth. I know the truth. So I'm not going to give this person even the satisfaction to engage with this just foolishness and absurdity that are being sent to me so you know this again is that sometimes it's just best not to respond to a person or a situation because you're better than that and you don't need to you don't need to respond Well, look at their intention. I know what you've been through, and their intention was absolutely the wrong intention and what I call just harassment and abuse. Right. It was just attacks on you, your family, your character, everything. And looking at someone's intention, it's the way I felt about the email. Is this person really saying these things to try to communicate and open a conversation, or is it just an attack and a blame game? And If you look at someone's intention, even if it's not an email, even if it's a conversation and all they've done in that conversation is attacked you and blamed you, then it's okay to just walk away and say, I'm sorry you feel that way, but this is not a productive conversation. This is an attack on me and you blaming me and you, you know, verbally abusing me for lack of a better term. It's okay to walk away from a real-life conversation that's like that, too. Right. I agree. Well, and I mean, that really goes back to, to respecting a person mm. and valuing them just as a human being and just being respectful. You also have to learn to control your emotions enough when you're having a heated conversation to not lose your respect for the person that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know, there are certain... Um, Certain things that you want to avoid, like you know, saying you're not listening, or uh, there, there's a lot you don't know. Oh, yeah, but that's what communication's that's for. <laughs> the whole reason that you're having a conversation is to understand each other more, and so that you do both. You're, I mean, the point is you you're both listening, and you're trying to get to a common ground here. So, learning to avoid those negative things. To the say to the other person, or are you always this? Or are you never this? You know, <laughs> belittling that person yes. while you're trying to talk yes. to them. That's right. automatically going to put that person on the defense and feel like they're being attacked. So, just little things like that can really change a conversation from being a bad one to being a good one. Yeah. I mean, I've had to learn that a lot with my relationships to say, I feel like this. Because you also don't want to tell a person how they feel. Have you ever been around a person that tells you how you feel and what you think? Yeah, that probably makes me more mad than anything. Because if I'm talking to you, Beth, I can't tell you how you feel because I'm not you. I may think in my head I know how you feel, but chances are that's totally wrong. Well, you can always say, I feel like you are not doing this or I feel like we're not seeing eye to eye but you don't want to say well you feel this way so I this like you don't want to say that to someone because that first of all is very um I mean arrogant (laughs) to think that (laughs) you know exactly how someone feels chances are if you're in a communication trying to get to a point You probably don't know how they feel or you wouldn't even be in this conversation trying to express yourself and have them express themselves. But I've had to learn to say, well, I feel like maybe you're not understanding this or I feel, but not tell someone how they feel or assume how they feel. And that's where it goes back to asking questions. Right. Well, I feel like maybe you're doing this, but do, do you? You know, is that how you feel or yeah. is that what you think? Yeah. And a lot can be solved from that because a person, if they have the opportunity to talk, they might say, no, that's not how I feel. This is how I feel. Yeah. And again, you want to understand that person that you're commun- trying to communicate with. The whole point is so that you understand each other. And like I said come to a common ground so that you you solve whatever it is or that you communicate whatever it is, again, effectively. Well, just with our friends and conversation, what if you're not even trying to solve a problem? How are you really going to get to know your friends? Everybody's probably had that friend that loves to talk about themselves. Right. But then when it's other people's turn to talk, you don't feel like, you know... They care and they're not paying attention to anything that's going on with you. Yeah. I mean, that's how you build relationships is listening to that person when they say, this is how my day was, or this is what I'm struggling with, or this is what makes me happy. Well, and in a friendship or a romantic relationship, whatever it may be, you're always going to have times where one person is maybe going to talk more or they have a lot going on and they Mm -hmm. they need you to listen to them and they need to vent to you. And that's okay. That's sure. not what we're talking about. We need to be that person. But if if you're not a person who has learned to listen and care about what the other person has to say, you're not you're not going to be a very good friend. You're not going to have a really great relationship because everybody needs to be heard and like they need to feel like they're understood and that the person li- the person listening to them is actually Listening to them. This this brings up another point that you and I have talked about a lot. Distractions and devices. Oh, Lord. <laughs> That's one of my pet peeves. Yeah. I can't lie. Um, yeah. Ooh, yeah. When you're just try- like when, when somebody's on their phone, it's one thing if you're in the middle of a text and somebody asks you something. I get it. We right. do it all the time. Or you're just hanging out casually. Yeah. And it's not, yeah. But if you're trying to address an important subject... And you're really trying to put forth your effort, especially if you're not using devices, mm-hmm. and that other person is, because eye contact is huge. Like when we're talking to each other, we just talked. We just did an episode about lying. That's a huge trigger, or that's a huge um cue that maybe someone's not telling you the truth or doesn't want to hear what you have to say when their eyes are wandering. Mm-hmm. So give that person the respect to put whatever you're doing on hold. Or if you can't have that conversation, can you tell that I'm like, this is like a pet peeve <laughs> of You mine? just got fired up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like give them the respect to at least say, I've got a lot going on. And I want to talk about this, but can we talk about it at this date and this time? Yeah. Because even with our spouses and stuff, if your spouse is watching YouTube while you're trying to explain to them something that's very important – you know, first of all, they're not going to hear a thing you have to say. <laughs> no, I don't care how talented you are. You're not going <laughs> to be watching a video and fully understand what somebody's saying to you. So Right. And it goes back to being an active listener. I think all of that can fall back under. How good of a listener are you? And do you care about other people's feelings? Are you respectful enough to validate them in a way that what they have to say is just as important right, as what you have to say? So, yeah, the distractions... You know, that, that's how really bad misunderstandings take place, too, because you heard one piece of something somebody said, and then you watched a car jump a ramp on YouTube. Well, again, that goes back to respect, too. It, you know, give the person that you're talking to or that, who is trying to talk to you, give them the respect to put down your device and look at them in the eye and really understand and hear what they're saying to you. I've had to check myself with my kids. You know, I have two teenagers, and... A lot of times they want to talk about something, and I've been guilty of just being really busy and, or maybe right in the middle of work, and they come try to talk to me about something, and I'll just be still looking at my computer or, or just kind of halfway talking to them. Mm-hmm. And then I'll catch myself, and I'll be like, oh, no, wait a minute. Let me put all of this down. Or either I might say, hey, give me 10 minutes, and then we'll talk. But, you know, if it's something important, just take a minute, close your computer, put your phone down, what? Turn the TV off. Whatever it is, take a minute and give that person the respect to actually listen to them so that they can feel heard and that you can address whatever it is that they're trying to tell you. Right, and I think that goes two ways, too, because also don't be the person that busts in on someone's time of being on a phone call or a text and try to right. communicate with them while they're in the middle of something because that's just as disrespectful right exactly. just to come in and expect that person expect to have their undivided attention right. just because that was your time frame and when you wanted to do it exactly so you you know it's a two-way street there too that you have to respect before you bring up an important topic with kids it's different because I don't <laughs> think they ever know the right time or place but um to just try to be the person that's respectful of that person's time, too, when you're presenting a topic or trying to talk about something. So we talked about listening, but how about after someone has told you how they feel, actually validating those feelings? Because we can listen to someone and then just come back with, that's not true, that's not right, that's not... I think it's very important to say... First of all, to admit our wrongs. If you've done something, a good response sometimes is to just to say, "You're right. I did do that, Mm -hmm. and I could do better at this." And uh, by the same token, I would like, you know, if if this were different, but I can't think it diffuses anything that could be heightened if you just admit to. Maybe if you find something to agree with, I guess, in what they're saying and not be so sure that they're wrong and you're right, really think about it and say, like my husband told me something the other day, and my immediate response was, I don't do that. I sure as heck did do that. (laughs) And I had to think about it. And I said, you're you're right. I came back later because my immediate response was, no, I don't. And then I came back and I said, you're right. I do that. And I really need to do better about that. Well, I was just going to say... You know, a lot of times you are aware of something that you've done to a person that's hurt them or something that's upset them. But a lot of times you're not aware. Mm -hmm. So taking a minute to also say to that person, trying to stay calm, but saying to them, you know, I didn't know you felt that way. Thank you for telling me. Or I didn't know I did that. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. That's not an easy thing to do. And especially... You know, in a a relationship with a spouse, sometimes we can get on the defense easily and be like, like you said, I don't do that, or why do you feel that way? But, again, a person can't help how they feel. They feel how they feel, and and just validating their feelings sometimes and saying, oh, you know, I didn't know that you felt that way, or I'm sorry, I didn't realize I did that. Yeah, and that goes back to respect too. Respect that person enough to communicate with them in a way that you acknowledge them and think of them as as someone equal so that you do say you're right. Like basically I'm no better than you or like we're not in it to win it. We're really trying to to communicate right. and um, just validation and respect. That's so important. Talking, this is just kind of a side funny note, talking of things you don't realize you do. Mm-hmm. I still joke with our dad because anytime we eat together or we're anywhere where you're sitting at a table, he'll always look at me when he gets up and slide his chair back under the table. And he'll just look mm-hmm. at me and we kind of laugh because he told me that he was talking to our mom one day and they were talking about things like that the other person like that bugged them or whatever. And he said, mom told him when you get up from a table, you never put the chair back. (laughs) And he said, I never never even even thought of that. that. Like it had been bugging her forever. And she told him about it. And so now it's funny because he's like, now I I didn't realize I did that. And so now when I get up, I always make sure I put, you know, I always put the chair back. So, you know, a lot of times we do things. We're unaware, totally unaware. Mm -hmm. And but also, when the person, when someone tells us, hey, you do this, mm-hmm. take a minute, oh, okay, sorry, I didn't realize I did that. It's very helpful if you really do listen because, you know, like I was talking about Nevada and me, like, communicating and, and getting things off our chest or whatever, friendships, you know, in business, all of that. Again, it can help us grow if we'll take the time to listen and acknowledge maybe where we're not perfect and we're not doing things exactly right because people can see us in a totally different light than we see ourselves. Right. And we might not like that light, but sometimes that's the reality is how people see you because we can have this inflated view of ourselves right. and think that we're doing everything right. But sometimes it's really good to listen to other people and... Even if it feels like a criticism, take the good from what they're saying to, to help you grow or acknowledge that hey I do I do that but I didn't yeah. know I did that. So yeah, you know, we're all about personal development and being better today than we were yesterday. And I mean that just goes right along with it. We view ourselves a certain way. We don't view ourselves how everybody else views us. Mm-hmm. You view me differently than Steve does. Mm-hmm. And so taking those things as a way to improve ourselves and taking the feedback that we get from other people as a way to improve ourselves and be better you know that's really taking something that could you could take in a bad way it's taking it and turning it into something positive you know to make yourself grow and to make yourself a better person and a better communicator yeah you know that helps you to communicate better and I think it makes people feel like they, I feel like they're, they're more eager to be in a conversation with you if you are that type of person because it's really hard to go into a conversation with someone who can't ever see themselves in a true way. Mm-hmm. It almost, I, I think, makes you feel like sometimes I don't want to talk to them because I know they're never gonna, <laughs> they're never gonna acknowledge, they're never gonna see, and it makes people give up communicating with yeah. you. I feel like you feel like you're running into a brick wall when you Mm -hmm. try to communicate with certain people because there is no give and take and there is no... You really don't feel like you're ever heard. And so, I mean, that's a really bad place for both people because the person not listening, unfortunately, they're never going to know how other people feel about them or they're never going to see the places where they could really use improvement because... They're so convinced that they're right and that they, they're a certain way when other people don't view them the way that they view themselves. You know, and that's hard sometimes because we do view ourselves a certain way and we want to think that people think of us and view us a certain way, but a lot of times it's just not that way. And that's hard to face sometimes, but if you're brave enough to face it, then you can improve. You can only change it if you acknowledge it. Exactly. And sometimes it's hard to acknowledge it when somebody else has to tell you. I think it's easier when you come to a conclusion about yourself and you can internally work on something. But it's hard when somebody says, I don't think our communication is working and I don't think this is working because A, B, and C, and it's your fault. It's hard to acknowledge that, but we talk about accountability all the time. We have to remain accountable because we can't change anything unless we acknowledge it and we take accountability for it. And that's a lot of times what, where misunderstandings come into to play because we, we attempt to communicate about something and there's no acknowledgement on either side. Mm-hmm. And then do you ever feel like sometimes people walk away and they leave that misunderstanding? I think it's good to not be afraid to come back at a later date and address a misunderstanding Well, yeah, because I think if you just leave it, especially if it's somebody who's going to be in your life or someone you're close to, Mm -hmm. if you just sweep it under the rug, well, maybe one person swept it under the rug, but the other person, it's still on top of the rug for them, and they're always going to see that spot there every time they walk over it. Yeah. And if you don't address it and try to fix whatever that is, it's always going to be there, and, and it's going to affect your relationship because that thing is always going to be there. And, well, and it's a misunderstanding yeah. and a misunderstanding is just that one or both of you are being misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And I think we were talking about the person that it's hard to communicate with, communicate with. I think that it's easier to leave a misunderstanding there if you're not a good communicator, because that person might not want to readdress that with you right? because they feel defeated every time they try to communicate with you. And so I think if you can, if you can readdress a misunderstanding, go back and say, you know, we talked about this a week ago or a month ago or whatever, but it's bothering me because I think there's a misunderstanding. Well, and I think something else that really goes along with the communication is once you have addressed something and... You've cleared up a misunderstanding. Right. Or you've cleared up where you've been hurt or someone's hurt you, or whatever the case may be. Once it's done, it's done. This is something I had to learn years ago to make a relationship more successful. And that is leave it in the past. Once you've settled something, once you've communicated and you've dealt with an issue, then leave it alone and don't don't bring it up. Don't bring it up again as ammunition in an argument or to try to hurt the other person like don't have have more self control than that because i don't know if you've ever experienced this but you know i've been in a conversation with someone or maybe a heated discussion and they would bring up the same thing i had heard oh yeah 10,000 times before until i literally wanted to beat my head into a wall because i thought Oh, my God, how can you say this again and bring this up again? And not even necessarily anything about me, but just trying to get a point across or something. And, you know, we have to learn as humans to move past, to, to let things go, you know, to let bygones be bygones. Once you've said your piece or you've settled something, let it go. Because all it does is just, I mean, it rots you from the inside, for lack of a better term. It really does. It it turns you bitter. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times I think the people that can't let go of things may be because they genuinely, or that bring them up again, I should say. People that bring things up again, over and over, is because they never truly let that go, and there's bitterness in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. And they'll do that with you, too. You said it may not be about you, and I know what you're talking about, but... People do that a lot with, with friendships and relationships, too. Remember that time you... Right. That is not a productive conversation. Think about your intention when you're saying something, too. Are you, like, what purpose did that serve? Was it just to throw a stone at somebody? Mm-hmm. Or, Or, you know, it's one thing to bring something up to say, this was never resolved and I'm still hurt about this. Right. But when you're just doing that, think about your intention and where you're coming from, too. Because there's been plenty of times... And I think this is easy to do with our spouses. You call yourself communicating, but you're really just getting your point across yeah. and saying, you do A, B, and C. Right. But what purpose did that serve? You yeah. just got your point across, basically. Yeah. And I think being the kind of communicator that is not a bitter one. Yeah. No, I think that's, <laughs> You know, yeah. Just, yeah. just being able to let things go and move well, forward. And, and just, just speaking to people like they're your equal. Just speaking to them like they are your equal and respecting them. I mean, I think when you respect a person, when you go into a, a any type of communication with respect for another person, then you're going to be more guarded and you're going to be more aware of what you're saying. And, you know, you're not going to try to say things just to hurt that person. You're going to go into the conversation or whatever it is to try to come to a resolve or to, you know just have a great conversation. Yeah, care about the other person's feelings. You know, don't be that person that says, "I'm just blunt. I'm just honest." No, you're not. You're just rude. You know, don't <laughs> yeah. use don't use that as an excuse to be rude to someone to say, right. "That's just how I am." Well, it might be, but that might be the wrong way. Think about someone's feelings, and this is a this is something I use in not just in communication, but in so many aspects of my life. Cuz I would say or do something to someone and be like, "Why are you, you know, what And then I would stop, I would be by myself, and I would put myself in that person's shoes and say, if someone just did that to me, Mm -hmm. if someone spoke to me that way, if someone reacted that way to me, how would I feel? Oh my gosh, that puts a totally different light on things. When you think about your feelings and how you would feel, and it goes back to that saying, put yourself in somebody else's shoes. If you can ever really do that, that will change so much about how you view yourself because there have been times that I was like I would hate I would hate me. <laughs> like I would hate that person if they did that to me. And look, I just said that or did that and then didn't see my fault in it. And if you can ever realistically try to think if if the roles were reversed and you were that person that you just spoke to that way or mm-hmm. did that, I mean that can change stuff really quickly. Well, and and there's no shame in admitting that you're wrong or looking at yourself mm-hmm. and facing yourself and saying, like you just said, put yourself in the other person's shoes. A lot of times when you do that, you're like, you're not happy with with yourself and what and what you see. So, but there's no there's no shame in admitting that. And I mean, the whole point is to try to be better, to communicate better, to be a better person, to be a better listener, and. Sometimes you have to, to do the hard things. You have to face yourself and look at the ugly parts of yourself. And you, you have to admit like, oh, maybe I'm not a good communicator. Maybe I let my emotions get out of control. You know, maybe I'm on the defense all the time. Maybe I'm so busy thinking about what I want to say that I don't hear what the other person has to say. So there's no shame in that. But there is shame in always thinking that you're right. Never doing self-reflection and examination. I mean, that's sad and shameful because you're never going to grow as a person or a good communicator if you can't examine yourself and hone your skills and try to be better than you were yesterday. And people are not going to want to communicate with you anymore. I mean, no. that's that would be a really bad feeling. Or maybe it wouldn't for somebody like that. I don't know. But to think that nobody really wants to communicate with you because... You are that kind of person that's never going to see things from another standpoint. And I mean, I I, I don't say go into conversations um, because I think it's easy to have expectations. It's easy for me to sit down with you and discuss something and have an expectation in my head that you're going to respond a certain way, that we're going to come to a conclusion, that everything's going to be good. And then when that conversation doesn't meet that expectation, to be really even more upset. Mm. And so I think having reasonable expectations or not having expectations at all, maybe just sitting down with that person and saying, I don't know how this conversation is going to go. This is what I want to say, but it could go a dozen different ways. So let go of some of those expectations, because sometimes I think if people don't respond and communicate the way we want them to, we can get upset about that. Yeah, that is another podcast episode, <laughs> expectations, because yeah. I've struggled with that a lot in the past. I have too. I, you know, I've, I've I've become much better at this in my older age, and that is just lowering my expectations. That sounds... What was the Saturday Night Live thing? Lowered <laughs> expectations. <laughs> that is so funny. But you really do learn to lower your expectations, because when you go into something not, ex- not expecting a certain outcome, but just accepting that it's gonna be how it's gonna be, but just going into a situation with a, a clear mind, an open heart, a listening ear mm-hmm. without all the expectations. The only expectation is to communicate and have effective communication and not walk away hating each other. Yeah. It it, it just saves disappointment. Yeah. Just letting go of those expectations saves a, a world of disappointment. It does. So we've covered a lot of ground, but let's recap. Let's try to put this in kind of a condensed way. Okay. Okay. So the first thing we talked about is be an active listener. Listening is a very important part of communication. Yes, definitely. Educate yourself so that you're confident in your communications. Yes. Try to really understand the other person. This goes hand in hand with being an active listener. Try to understand where people are coming from and what they're actually saying. Pay attention to nonverbal communication. A person may be saying something to you, but again, their face or their actions, their body language may be saying something else to you. So pay attention to that nonverbal communication. Yes. Let, realize that a bit of silence is okay. Leave the silence there. That can be a good time to process and give the other person an opportunity to speak up. Ask questions. Do not be afraid to ask questions and give feedback and also receive feedback from the person you're dealing with. Communication is a two-way street. Talk with people, not at them, and think before you answer and react. Yes. Acknowledge acknowledge and validate. Let me try that again. (laughs) (laughs) Acknowledge and validate people's feelings. You know, people can't help how they feel, and they need to be heard. They need to be heard and their feelings validated and feel like they're understood. So make sure that you're actively trying to listen and understand where they're coming from. Yes, and be aware of misunderstandings. You can communicate and walk away with a misunderstanding that can build and grow. Don't be afraid to readdress misunderstandings and lower your expectations don't go or let go of them all together yeah, just just don't go into the only expectation you should have I think is like I said trying to resolve whatever it is that you're talking yes. about but don't have expectations of what that person how they're going to react or what they're going to say have an open mind yes be respectful That goes hand in hand with the validation. Just be respectful. Don't speak down to people. Don't talk to them like they're not your equal. Just keep the respect there, and it'll go a lot better. Well, and on the same note of of respect, put your devices down. Close your computer. Put down your phone. Turn off the TV. Give that person your undivided attention, and don't let outside things distract you. Also, stay calm and relaxed. Remember that. It's really easy to let our emotions get the best of us. But remember, take a minute. Try to stay calm. Try to stay relaxed because you're going to be a much more effective communicator. And at the end of the day, we didn't really talk about this, but I think sometimes you have to walk away from a non-communicator. As in, if you've tried to communicate and communicate and communicate, just realize if it is a person you can walk away from, sometimes it's hard if, if they're permanently in your life. Right. But if it is something that you can just let go of and walk away from, it's probably a lot better for your mental and emotional health. Yeah. If you just let it go and say, I'm not getting to a place of communication with this person, so I'm not going to put expend my energy it. Yeah, into I'm it. not. I'm, I was just going to say mm-hmm. I'm not going to expend any more of my energy. That's mm-hmm. a hard one, but sometimes it's necessary. You just have to walk away. Yep, very true.